tis the season. Normalizing solitude. You're tuned in to Not Now, Not Never, the podcast where we seek perspective, not perfection. In this episode, we cover navigating the holidays, big friendship, and the validity and absurdity of the batch and birthday vacation. So, how are we feeling post-launch of our first episode? I'm feeling really good. Um, I know that we got a ton of really good feedback from uh, your, like, audience or, like, your friends. Um, I got a couple, I mean, I got, like, a really, a couple of, like, messages just saying how excited everyone was about the podcast. I hope the Not Now, Not Never podcast covers women, all things women, and how we go through life and their unique perspectives on that and all about the journey and that it's never too late to do what you want to do. And I can't wait. I'm really excited for Not Now, Not Never because I'm really interested in listening to cool women talk about cool and uncool things. And I think there's a fun opportunity for some warranted drags on people and a catchphrase of Not Now, Not Never our listeners and their engagement was pretty off the charts. So I really do appreciate all of y'all. It was so nice to hear from friends that I hadn't spoken to in such a long time, family members of just all ages, quite honestly, that related to a lot of our stories we shared. And, you know, overall they were just expressing how they felt that there was just so much beauty and comfort in these relatable circumstances um, who were also going through things, who experienced divorce, people who are engaged, who are not looking to get married. And so it was kind of refreshing to just hear everyone else feel a little bit vulnerable to, or at least more open to share their story with you know me, um, given that kind of we just started this new journey together for not now not never oh rhyme (laughs) (laughs) but yeah honestly i think it's it's going to be really great for us to continue on with these episodes i feel super energized um we honestly are normalizing the culture of transparency um sharing our own personal stories um hopefully without the fear of judgment because i think that was my biggest setback where I was just like, if there's one thing that's going to stop me is me being in my head, psyching mm-hmm. myself out, getting scared and not wanting to launch this thing. And then I remember, what were you telling me? I don't, what did I tell you? You were just saying, no, we are doing this and you will not embarrass me. No. <laughs> <laughs> and I was just like, sir, I will, ma'am, or whatever. <laughs> I was I was like, okay, no, I cannot let her down. And I was just, I don't know, everything shifted that day and we just started brainstorming and yeah, here we are now. Yeah. Well, I mean, I definitely knew we were absolutely going to launch it because I asked you and it's like, are we fucking doing this? And you were like, yeah. And I was like, okay, well, I'm I'm putting the Instagram on on the internet now. So there's yep. no going back because I was going to launch something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, one cool thing though that a listener shared that they would like to see is a hotline. All right, all right, all right. 
where listeners can write in with a question, um, you know, seeking perspective and have all of us kind of engage collectively about that specific question, topic, or whatever. Um, so hopefully we'll be having that come soon. Yeah, um, I really like that idea a lot. Mm -hmm. I'd love to hear just like, you know, what are the people talking about? I think we, I mean, that's the reason we started the podcast to begin with. I mean, we were just having these really important and insightful conversations with our other friends about life, love, relationships, like being the black sheep of the family and just like all these different things. And I just think that we were kind of like, I've never really heard this perspective before Yeah. until we start talking about it. And then all of a sudden, everyone has the exact same sentiment uh, in their life. And she's like, why aren't we talking about this? Yeah. And I think going back to your point, um, the fact that we mentioned the pandemic, I think that's a real reality that we all experienced for what, three years or so and being locked down, people realize like you said, how strong they were. Some went into survival mode, some went into autopilot. Um, we were just really all seeing the roles that we played. And when things were taken away, whether it was jobs, relationships, breaking up, whatever, mm -hmm. we were really kind of forced to sit in with the thought, like, who am I? And am I going to seek a new sense of self and just overall purpose? And so interesting times for sure. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I know that like there's this, um, I saw this like tweet going around um, that talked about this woman saying, I'd rather be, she's a single mom. She's like, I'd rather be a single mom at this point than a married mom because mm -hmm. if I'm a single mom, I just am in charge of like me and my kid. But there's just so much other like, additional work that the women tend to take on in like heterosexual relationships where they're all like they're cooking, they're cleaning, they're taking care of the kid. They're also being like their husband's only friend because for some reason, a lot of men don't have friends that they can confide in or talk about their feelings with, talk about their annoyances with, talk about how annoying that other coworker is. So, you know, I have so many friends who just tell me that they're their uh, partners, emotional, like they're like, not only am I their girlfriend, wife, I'm also their therapist, their friend, their emotional support, all these different things. And a lot of the time they're made too. Yeah, yeah. And I think one thing that people were also saying when they listened to the first episode is that one, it was all people from different walks of life, so different ages, but mm -hmm. you know, with age overall, people were starting to see the phases in their life where they start to seek those new perspectives and they really want to cut through the BS and they don't want to, you know, overcommit to all of these roles because at the end of the day, they are also human. And so, I don't know, just really giving one another grace and just figuring out shit. Yeah, definitely. For sure. Tis the season. Um, Emily, what are you looking forward to this season, this holiday season? Hoping that work is not insane and just relaxing, enjoying, I'm going to call this the season of solitude. Just really trying to enjoy the things that I like and spending the holidays the way I want to and 
just, you know, kind of normalizing, just doing the bare minimum and yeah, being in my pet, uh, PJs with my favorite foods, you know? Yeah, I love that. I mean, I've been spending the last couple of years now um, doing Thanksgiving and Christmas, mm -hmm. to like totally alone. Um, besides like doing, like I don't usually hang out with like my family during the holidays, which I know is crazy. Is um, it is it family will have you doubt your whole entire life, okay? No, it's really true though. Like. <laughs> I just feel like not only are these holidays, but they're also my days off. And I just want to spend them exactly how I want. And we live in New York and I just want to look at the lights, look at the trees, like watch The Last Holiday starring Queen Latifah um, and getting absolutely blazed on the couch with like an edible and like snacks. What's your favorite snack? Or I guess snack around this time of year. Let's think. I mean, oh my gosh. Well, I make I don't I don't even think this is this a snack, pozole. <laughs> like that is my jam. I will make a big ass pot of pozole and then I'll just have that. Mm, that sounds delicious. Mine definitely is pumpkin pie with some vanilla ice cream on the side. Mm. Ooh. Mm -mm -mm. Yum. Yum, yum, yum. Wait, do you have a favorite holiday movie? Oof. You know, I'm just a classic gal and I really like The Grinch, but not the animated one, okay? We don't do that here. Give me Jim Carrey and you know, I just, yeah, <laughs> I love it. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I'm gonna go watch it later. You're like, actually, now that I think about it, <laughs> it's like, is it on Netflix? No, literally, but like there's that, not to talk about tweets again, but there's that tweet that's like, now that I'm older, I totally understand why the Grinch wanted to stay up in that cave alone with his dog. I, But that's been me my entire childhood. I'm not <laughs> only child, okay? But my sister and I were five years apart, so she was in college by the time that, you know, I was here with my mama. And I don't want to do anything besides be with my dog and play GameCube and... Tetris, Mario Kart, all of it, you know? I just wanted to chill and do absolutely nothing. And, you know, I did try to eat an onion just like the Grinch. I really did. I really did. Did you see North? I did. And I'm just like, is that, please tell me what's going on. She probably watched the Grinch recently and was like, yeah, this is my moment. Mm -hmm. But yeah, no, like sometimes, like, Sometimes like being with the family during the holidays is a lot and I would just rather not. Yeah. I don't want to talk about what's on my Thanksgiving plate or what's not on it. Cause I like, you know, you can really never win. If you put too much on your plate, then it's like, oh wow, that's like a lot. How are you like, you're going to eat all that? Or if I don't put too much on there, it's like, mm-hmm that's it that's all you're gonna eat which one is it yeah no it becomes too complicated who's cooking what what salafin are we wearing um who are you bringing do you have a partner then boom they start calling you out on your weight the moment you arrive you have i don't know a drunk uncle that's here cursing out this person it's just too much it's just too much oh my god and then like 
anything political. I can't. Mm -hmm. Or you're like, oh, wow, you know, like if you got the COVID vaccine, oh, are you going to no. turn into a zombie? No, seriously, seriously. I can't. I can't. Just all of the conspiracy theories, everything. And you're just like, no, why did I, why did I leave my home? Yep. Yep. Can't get an Uber because they take too long. There's no parking. If you're in the Bronx, like it's just too much. It's just too much. Yeah. So I'm amped on your season of solitude. Mm -hmm. Let me know if you want to hang out. <laughs> <laughs> I'll show up with some snacks. <laughs> yes, all the snacks. But with that being said, without some solitude, you also need a little bit of friendship. Just a little, sprinkled on the side. Yeah. Honestly, um, no, I mean, actually, now that we're talking about being, you know, grateful, thankful, all of the fulls, um, mm -hmm. you know, as you know, we just celebrated my birthday. It wasn't even a big one. I mean, 32 is bigger than 31, sure. Um, <laughs> if that's how math works. But, you know, you guys just like really showed up for me. Like you guys always do, but I did not feel like an ounce of want this last couple of weeks, just because like my cup was so full, you know, you guys planned that dinner. We had that brunch. Then we went out just like, then we went to the concert, the 1975 concert. Um, it was just awesome. And it was just a really great reminder of these really beautiful, strong friendships that I've built over all these different, like all of these years. And, um, just like, you know, uh, I had different pockets of friends hang out uh, at brunch and I was so grateful that, you know, even though a couple of you guys met for the first time or were drunk the first time you met and now you guys are meeting for the second time and you're like, I kind of remember you. Mm -hmm. um, it was just nice that everyone just had such an easy time hanging out and getting to know each other and exchanging numbers. And it just makes me so happy. Like, mm -hmm. I just love these really beautiful friendships that I have because I'm not like estranged from my family or anything like that. But <laughs> I'm not as close to them as like some people might be with their family. And I really do consider my friends, my family uh, a lot of the time. And it's just really nice to, you know, be reminded of just the awesome people in my life. Yeah, no, I definitely relate to that. I feel that I have a small tight knit family, but we're all pretty much, you know, spread out, whether it's nationwide, borough wide, but I think one thing I do tend to appreciate from time to time just to fill my cup is with my friends. I think definitely this year has taught me the importance of strong friendships um, and just being able to show up, you know, for each other um, kind of authentically. I know we always throw that word around, but I just feel like it really helps I don't know, just heal the world. I genuinely think that again, going back to kind of the podcast first episode launch high, it's just nice when you can have that community and friendship and you can relate to each other. You could be there for one another, whether it's doing absolutely nothing, whether it's making TikToks, blowing out a candle, it's creating a safe space. Um, I'm all for it. Okay. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And I think it's um, pretty important to like, let people know or to remind people that it's not too late to find like new, beautiful, like deep friendships. I mean, you and I, I mean, I guess now it's kind of been like a minute, like it's been four or five years now. 
Yeah, we're going on five. But you know what's so crazy now that you mentioned that? Um, that's been a topic that I've been hearing a lot is that people are finding it really hard to find friendships, genuine friendships or connections, platonic at this day and age, you know, whether it's in your thirties or late twenties or even mid twenties, um, even forties, like just all the years, but that it's mm -hmm. really hard post, I guess, adolescence and childhood to have like a meaningful connection that you feel safe with, that you feel, you know, you can rely on them and that they truly feel like a deep friendship. Yeah, I wonder what that is. I mean, I will say, I mean, everyone you spent time with on Sunday, with the exception of Leslie, mm -hmm. I met at work. And the only reason I know Leslie is because I met Rena, who I worked with. Yeah. Um, I think my little sister had used an app before uh, Bumble for friendships and she met like a really nice girl. They had like a nice brunch date and it's just nice to see people kind of making that effort, but it also is refreshing to see that people want to connect again and yeah. find their own community because I think it really is important to create these safe spaces, whether it's with just two people, a full, I don't know, group of listeners, I guess at this rate, whatever. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'd love to know, like, if anyone, we can post this question on our Instagram, but I'd love to know, like, where are people finding friends? Like, mm -hmm. where are people finding friends? Like, where did Q you find your newest friend? QTNA series. Oh, yeah. The QTNA questions need answers. Mm -hmm. um, or QTNP questions that need perspective. Ooh, yes. This love that. Fun. Marketing. I know you're all about the HR. What kind of let you feel more comfortable like hanging out with your coworkers outside of work? Like, I guess yeah. I know that we had um, a couple of like work um, organized happy hours that definitely gets people like out of the office and into, you know, being outgoing. I think for me specifically as an HR professional, it's always hard to make work connections because part of my job is being neutral, not biased and all of the things. And so mm -hmm. sometimes it could feel a little bit like a conflict of interest. Um, mm -hmm. But I think it was once we started growing through similar experiences, because at the end of the day, it was very relatable, although we had different roles mm -hmm. we were kind of within the same level so it felt nice to have like someone again to relate to that was either experiencing something similar um in the workplace and sometimes you need that buddy to get you through it because it can be rough out here but i think overall i felt more comfortable once i left and i didn't have that type of relationship but also when i knew that as an hr professional i wasn't supporting like your specific departments? No. Yeah. We were totally separate yeah. on in all of the ways. Mm -hmm. What would you say a good friendship looks like to you? Uh, incredible communication. I never feel nervous to like be honest with you guys uh, when the situation calls for it. I feel like people always want to lean on like, oh, well, I was being honest. I was being a good person, but that's not always the case. Sometimes honesty isn't always the best policy. Like, you know, if you look like shit, 
I'll tell you in a nice way mm-hmm. if it's necessary. Like if we're at your house and we only are together, I'm not going to tell you you look like shit because I look like shit too probably. Um, but if we're out, people can see the spinach in your teeth, I'm going to have to tell you because. You don't understand how many Ooh, how many friends that, you know, the ones that did not tell you you had something in your tooth and then you go to the bathroom and you're just like, are you serious right now? Like, seriously? Like, I'm going to tell you if your lipstick is smudged. I'm going to tell you if, or I'm going to fix your eyebrow with your consent if, you know, the hair is not straight or something. Because that's just how I am. Yes. Like, you have to let the people know. But in a nice way, when necessary. But, yeah, definitely really good communication. Um, yeah, I never feel scared to like tell you guys how I'm feeling or I feel like similarly that you guys feel the same way. Um, and just showing up, being there, being there for me, all of the different ways. And hmm, I guess in this case, there was a hot topic we wanted to discuss that we recently saw on Instagram and was also thinking that it was relatable. You know, what would you say are some ways people should show up for their friends. (laughs) Well, um, so we recently saw a Instagram that I sent you over to you from um, R29 Unbothered. If you guys don't follow them on Instagram, definitely do. Um, And they brought up that topic about, you know, you're sitting there, minding your own business, watching Love is Blind, and all of a sudden – you get hit up in a group chat. The emoji for the group chat is a diamond ring. And it's, and then it's all of a sudden titled Batch Trip 2024. There's a couple of numbers in there you recognize, some that are not saved to your phone. And you are invited to your friend's bachelorette trip because you have agreed to be a bridesmaid. Mm. What do you do? And yeah, it was just like such a, I mean, I'm sure we've all been, I mean, we asked this question on Instagram. Have you been invited to a bachelorette um, trip or a birthday trip? And a lot of our listeners have been invited to one. Um, I wanted to kind of find out like, how did you guys handle it? Did you guys go? What was the situation? What was the vibe? Um, Yeah, because I think TikTok and Instagram have ruined just, like, being a normal bridesmaid Um, and beyond having to wear a dress that you will never wear again. Now you have to go to – on a vacation, you have to go to a a bridal shower, you have to go to a bachelorette party. Sometimes people have, like, a lingerie party in addition to the bridal shower. It's like a whole thing. It's like a whole – and then also the wedding. We haven't even touched on that part. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So as someone who has had both a bachelorette trip and a wedding or and a birthday trip, mm-hmm. tell me about your thought process there. Yeah, I was going to say um, definitely just had a birthday trip last year um, for my 30th birthday, went to Aruba with a small group of people, mixture of family and friends. And it was nice. It was really nice. But I think in order to do these trips, you have to just be considerate of others' financial constraints, whether mm-hmm. they raise them or not. So 
I'm not going to plan one of these trips without giving you advance notice. And I mean, advance a minimum a year. Um, just because cost, it can be expensive. I don't know what people's budgets are, but that's why, what did I do? A Google form. I made sure I was asking people what their, you know, minimum maximum budget was. I made sure I asked them if they had preferences and again, just really managing, like you said, communication and letting them know, Hey, this is my expectation of how I want to spend my birthday, but by no means necessary, do you need to feel obligated to commit to all of these, all of these things, a fraction of these things, you either want to celebrate with me or you don't for whatever reason. And that's okay. Yeah, totally. Um, a lot of the, um, uh, replies to the question were that people actually, a lot of people were invited to either a bachelorette trip or a birthday trip, but let me know that they actually were not able to make it due to financial reasons and the relationship with like the bride or the birthday girl remained the same. Like they're still friends, nothing, no love lost, no hard feelings. And I thought that was, um, really refreshing because you see some crazy stories about friendships totally falling out. You see stories about friendships falling out, even if you went on the trip. Yeah. So. I think when those things happen, I feel that either there's bad communication involved. The person's quite frankly had way too many red flags that they now are just like, I'm done. I'm done. Yeah. Or maybe they just quite frankly, didn't really care. And they just didn't want to mention that. And that's okay too. But I think ultimately it just comes when there's like a lack of people reciprocating that same effort. So I think yeah. that's where it becomes tough when someone uses the argument of, but I always show up for yours versus, but you never show up for mine or I don't know, a restaurant or a birthday party, whatever, but never really kind of saying, well, I expected you to always be here for every one of my birthdays. Cause that's what I'm hearing. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Yeah. Well, I think that, you know, even if it gets to that point, I think that it kind of goes back to communication, right? Like if you end up not, if you know that you're not going to be able to go to like a trip that I've planned or whatever, and we've already, I've, and you haven't showed up for other things in the past already, we would have already had that conversation. Like, Hey, right. so you ended up being late to like this event that I threw or you ended up not showing up at all to this event. Um, and I really needed you there. Like it would have been cool because, you know, you also were not there at this other thing. And then it's just like, you know, not that you should be, it can make or break the friendship. It's either you end up becoming more vulnerable and connecting on a deeper level where you say, well, you know what, to be quite honest, I didn't want to share this, but I was really going through this hard time and oh, I just yeah. didn't feel like socializing or they could just be like, well, that's not the case. Become super defensive. And at the end of the day, it just comes down to what you want to do with that type of relationship. It's either you want to nurture it or you want to just be like deuces. You yeah, know? exactly. And I'm not necessarily saying that friendship is transactional, mm -hmm. but it also is an exchange of, energy, love, light. It is a commitment. Like, for sure. you know, if, you know, there's like, some people might think this is crazy, but like you show up for your romantic partner in all these different ways. And I feel like your platonic partners should get similar like treatment. 
not necessarily all the way because we're not having sex. Um, maybe one day. No, <laughs> one day. <laughs> um, but you know, there is like this level of commitment that you do have to share with that person. And I was actually like, I was just telling someone today, you know, um, about the girls who are going a little overboard on the birthday trips and just like, I was thinking about it and it was like, you know, if I never get married, I've been on some trips for some bachelorettes. Yeah. If I never get married, do I never get my trip? You know, for and sure. So, um, if I don't find a romantic partner between now and 39, we're planning my 40th birthday yeah. trip because I'm definitely I, I, at 40. Surely I'm not getting married. Yeah, no, let's do it. See, I can, I can manage expectations with my friends and say, Hey, I'm the friend that I do like to travel. I don't like last minute planning, but I am spontaneous. So that's where I draw the line. Do not invite me to a trip to, I don't know, Vietnam with a month notice. Sorry. I just, I just wouldn't be able to do that. <laughs> just because of my anxiety, you know, the, 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 the air, the flight alone, but also going back. So do you really think that if I don't meet the man of my dreams by 40, I'm never getting married. You agree? Yeah, I'll be there. No. <laughs> oh, wait. <laughs> so you think I'm going to be single forever if I don't meet No, I think you're going to be able to turn 40 and we're going to be able to celebrate you regardless. And we would probably want to do a vacation. Oh, okay. That's fine. Yeah. That's cool. I just think that, yeah, I will let you know if I am not the person that you call to do. I don't know. I'm not going to go skydiving. Right. Exactly. I was going to say concerts, but I actually do love going to concerts. So we have fun at the concert. Exactly. Um, I am actually, you know, I am kind of the friend that I'm just down for it all. Yeah, definitely not all, but a lot for me, for sure. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe I'll some. be at the bottom when you and Rena are skydiving into my arms. Just <laughs> yep. <laughs> like, hey, let's go play bingo before our flight that is in like an hour. <laughs> oh my God, you guys are crazy. Life is for living. You were sweating in that airplane <laughs> from running. Life is for living. <laughs> Love it. But yeah, no, I'm, um, it does, it does bring up like a big, like, you know, these trips do bring up a big conversation though. Like, are you a real friend? Are you a fake friend? Uh, if you don't show up for these. Yeah. Movies. I really, I honestly hate those petty things. I'm not a petty person. Um, I don't know if this is like my inner crotchety woman, but I saw this tweet that was like, Hey, if you're like, life is really busy. We are all struggling out here, all this stuff. And the point of the post was just like, all this stuff is going on. If I don't text you back, get over it. Mm. And I just, I don't know if I agree with that. Like, I do agree that I am notorious for looking at your text message, having read receipts, typing my entire message out and then just never hitting send. And that sucks. Mm -hmm. Um, but, 
and like life is busy and sometimes I am in the middle of something when I'm looking at your text and I forget, I totally forget to reply. You can totally double text me. I won't care. Mm -hmm. um, I'll reply to you when I see your text message, your second text message several hours later. But I don't know. I just don't really understand like people making a big fuss about either not getting a text back or getting upset when people get upset with you for not texting them back. What do you yeah. think? No, I, oof, I struggle with that because I'm a recovering bad texter. <laughs> um, I desperately need Apple to come up with a feature to schedule send messages. Mm -hmm. One thing I could appreciate about our group chat and even our individual messages is that we know our schedule and our routine. So we are 5 a.m.ers, okay? And so we don't care if I send you a text at 5 a.m. Not even saying good morning, but hey, did you see that email? <laughs> you know what I mean? Literally. No, you sent me a text this morning at 5, which I was already awake for, um, about the podcast. And it was just like, hey, bup, 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 bup. just like all these like official things. And I'm like, this is my friend. <laughs> yeah. You know, once I have those mornings where I feel energized, well-rested, those are the days that I'll probably be more responsive. But then there's days where I'm, like you said, doing things. I may respond if I have the ability to, but if not, I will when I can. But yeah. there are some times where it's just I draft the message and then I either fall asleep on the couch or I, I don't know, I get caught up with cooking something. I burn something. I got to walk Marlo. Who knows? Yeah. I mean, I've had situations where like, I just completely forget to respond to someone and I'll hear from a separate friend later, like, Hey, are you mad at so-and-so? She thinks that you're ignoring her. And I was like, Oh no. Also like whatever she said, wasn't that interesting. So like, it yeah. just didn't seem pertinent. It didn't seem important. Yeah. I just feel like at this day and age, or at least what I've learned from a lot of my friendships and just like navigating different types of personalities is that I know the personalities that get me. Like I'm a very uppity texter, mm -hmm. but I think if someone knows that I'm like super curt, I'm using periods and I'm just like dry, then, dun, dun, dun. then there could be something there. Right. So I'm a very like tone and delivery person through text. Like I text how I speak. Yeah. Um, I had a friend who <laughs> I sent her a question, but I s sent it with like a period instead of a question mark. And she was like, not you being a Scorpio asking a question with a period. <laughs> yeah. You give me anxiety sometimes when you do that. <laughs> I'm like, what did I do wrong? <laughs> oh my God. You, is it you who's the friend? <laughs> who made another friend ask if you want to No, I'm anxiety. a very, I need, I, yeah, I think what I've come to love about being open with my friends is that I'm telling them what I need. So you have to meet under, you have to just understand me. Okay. Like I have needs. So I need you to be gentle with my gentle, gentle little self. I'm a tough cookie, but I crumble. Okay. <laughs> you are a Malamar gooey on the inside, hard chocolate shell on the out. I love that one. <laughs> Just a sport of tea. <laughs> Not a sport of tea. But yeah, I think love friends, love to celebrate them. But come on, let's not take everything so personal. Yes. I think it's all about 
just like, don't take everything too personal, but make sure you're not making it personal. Boom, boom, boom. Thanks for joining in on this week's episode of Not Now, Not Never. We hope we left you with some perspective. And of course, don't forget to hug your friends. 